What's going on, Three Cow Podcast? I'm Isaac. I'm Nick. And I'm sick. So, um, sorry for the slurping noises you're about to hear because I am sipping on some tea. Hey. Yes. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> it is absolutely tea. It is not beer. <laughs> Anyways, it's a shitload of news. A lot. A lot of shit went down. Oh my god. That's an understatement. Right? I mean, like, we knew AEW was going to come out hot. Yeah. But they but came out with fireworks. They came out with fireworks. Um, they, let's go, before we get to some news, let's go and we tell you who they got locked up in contracts and our thoughts and whatnot. Um, Monday Night Raw apparently might have felt the uh, the fire burning under their ass. Uh, they did. They tried to really put some shit up, uh, up our ass, but uh, I don't know. They started off kind of strong. Yeah. Uh, so the show starts off uh, basically with a uh, image of Mean Gene, rest in peace. Um, and then Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins were brawling in the back. And I was like, wait a minute. Why are they brawling for? I thought they squashed their shit last week. Um, sorry, he beat his ass with a chair. Of course not. <laughs> that's right. I was like, oh, that's right. Seth Rollins went ham on him with the chair. Yeah. Um, they ended up brawling through the gorilla position. Um, they got they brawled on the outside or into the, on the ramp. Um they got them separated, and then John Cena came out. Yeah, that was random to was, have that fight, and then John Cena. Yeah, I was not expecting John Cena to may, be making an appearance like that. I know they had announced him and everything. Um, so John Cena's out there. He basically says that someone's going to come out, challenge him, yada, 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 much like his promo last week on SmackDown. Out comes Drew McIntyre after Cena declares to enter the Royal Rumble with that hideous hair. Um, yeah. McIntyre says he's going to beat his ass. They have words. Um, and then next thing you know, Seth and Bobby Lashley are, uh, or Bobby Lashley comes out, Seth Rollins attacks him again. Uh, they start brawling, McIntyre attacks, Cena gets involved. Um, who else came, got involved? Oh, um, Finn Balor. Dean Ambrose attacked. Oh, Dean Ambrose, yeah. And so it was a three on two and then Finn Balor came out for the save. Uh, I was with it and I had predicted that Finn Balor was going to come out. I was like, yeah, that's. That was that was kind of predictable, but I, I thought it was gonna be Dolph. It. You know, I, for a split second, Dolph did come into my mind, but I knew ultimately it was gonna be Finn Balor. They were they were gonna need another face and someone that's extremely popular. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, we didn't hear play a play. This is now a tag team match. Um, mm-hmm. They ended up jumping into a three on three tag match. Um, it actually went pretty long. I thought it was it was very very solid of a match. Um, and of course, uh, Seth Rollins ends up hitting the stomp on Dean Ambrose after some chaos, and uh, the faces take the W. As they should, as they should, and uh, it was a strong showing from everybody. Seth Rollins is still the man. Dude, Seth Rollins is going into 2019 on fire. He's burning it down. He he's burning it down. Slowly, he's, but he's doing it. I mean, he started off the year hot last year. Might as well continue that reign. Yeah, he damn sure did it. Um, as he's walking up the ramp, you, they have the video backstage of John, of, uh, excuse me, Triple H talking to Bailey and Sasha, um, sipping on a cup of coffee like I'm sipping on this tea. Uh, Seth <laughs> Rollins makes a beeline for him, knocks the uh, coffee out of his hand. Uh, Hunter looks at him and basically Seth demands that he uh, gets his hands on Dean Ambrose later on tonight. Hunter says, "I agree. It's a no hold bars match." Love it. Oh, no, false count anywhere. False count anywhere. Same shit. False count anywhere. Hardcore. Whatever you name it, it's all the same. True. Very true. 
Um, so I, I got super hyped for that. But my only thing was like, could they have, um, you know, maybe had Seth apologize to Bailey and Sasha Banks for interrupting their conversation with the boss? Nah, let them have it. <laughs> um, next comes Hulk. Out comes Hulk Hogan. Um, there, there was he got a major pop. Basically, he was a full-on character. He went on and said uh, he broke character for a second and talked about Mean Gene a little bit um, because he was paying tribute to his friend. Uh, then he went back to full Hulkster mode. Basically, cut a really good promo that he would have done Mean Gene right along his side back in the eighties. Um, saying that Mean Gene is booking the greatest tag match of all time uh, with Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage uh, versus P- Roddy Piper and uh, Mr. Perfect. And with a special guest referee, Andre the Giant. And, of course, Mean Gene would be in the middle breaking up a fight between uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And I was like, oh, man, it's really hard to hate Hulk Hogan right now. That, uh Okay, so I said last week, this is nasty. I don't like it because it feels cheap. And this is the easiest way to introduce him and using this man's death. But he did win me over. He really did. Um, And I think... But then I also snapped out of it at the same time. Right. Um, So I got kind of like upset and sad because it was like man this is this is really heartfelt this is beautiful i like this this is a very touching and very very like amazing thing that he's doing and i loved it i bought in and then i thought why couldn't he apologize like that (laughs) and actually i meant it (laughs) yeah and i was like if he would have been half as honest to those guys or no if he would have been completely honest to those guys and everything that I said last week, holding that, if he would have done that with them, as yeah. he did last night or on Monday, it would have been perfect. Like, but I don't know. But I, I get it. Like that was his friend, and he died. And on one end, he just his career was dying. But anyway, this was uh this was very touching and very very beautiful, and I felt that one. It, it was it was a very good tribute. You know, it was very heartfelt. Um came from the heart uh, so it was definitely uh, one to remember um unfortunately yeah. because you know when we lost someone uh next up was the lumberjack match the revival versus chad game of bobby rude um it was an okay lumberjack match lumberjacks really didn't get too far involved um dash wilder uh, gets rolled up his foot is under the rope one two three bobby rude and chad gale pick up the w i'm kind of feeling this I'm very feeling this whole uh, conspiracy thing because to me, it kind of just feels like um, they're getting into more depth with Dash and Dawson, trying to not only have us on their side, but to maybe turn these two um, in like face in a weird way and then have a double turn, a double turn. I think it's going to be really good. And, uh, but I think this is like them trying to tease them and be like, hey, we do value you. Please stay. Right. Please stay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, I really, I really, the match was okay, but I really would rather have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable as heels. You know, Chad Gable, the cocky athletic one, and Bobby Roode, the cocky accomplished one. Um, I think that's going to fit them very well. Uh, very Elias much. is out next, starts singing. I 
couldn't tell you what he was even talking about. I totally blanked out. Yeah, I wasn't paying that much attention. Uh, just because I'm not excited for this feud. Baron Corbin versus Elias is next. Um, Baron Corbin ends up picking up the win. It just, I just don't care. True, but this is the first time Baron Corbin has beat him. That is true. So of course, so that's kind of big. Continue. Yeah, so it's gonna continue a little bit going into Royal Rumble, but it was it was interesting. Uh, I did not catch any of the Braun Strowman in a uh, promo. And you Braun didn't. Braun, I didn't. You, you didn't catch the brilliance that is Braun Strowman. I did not. I was playing Smash and I got distracted. Oh my gosh, bro! I'm of course I'm kidding to all those that are listening. <laughs> that was the most terrible thing that I've ever seen. Oh my god! I looked at him, and I was just like, "That's it." Oh, he's gonna talk again. That's it. And what just made it funny was that, like, to me, if I'm a fan looking at this for the first time, and I see this, I'm thinking, "Oh, he's scared of Brock Lesnar because he doesn't know what to say." Because that's how it felt. Like really? he had no words. It, Everything that he was saying was very, like, small and cheap. It was kind of like a kid going after, like, another kid. Right. Like, it, it was kind of bad. And I was just like, when is he going to, like, really let him have it? Like, there was one little joke that he said. When he was like, hey, um, Brock, does uh, does Paul Heyman's ass get jealous of his mouth because of all the crap that comes out of it? Wow. I was like what (laughs) (laughs) that's funny it was funny but it wasn't like the rock said it funny it wasn't the i'm gonna knock your teeth so far down your throat you're gonna need to stick a toothbrush up your ass to brush them like i want that kind of hilarity behind it that seriousness behind it but it just looked like and then at a certain point you see braun Strowman like mouthing something kind of like he was like trying to remember what he was supposed to say so it was just very uncomfortable. It was oh, the no. worst promo I've ever seen. Oh, no. Ever. I mean, it was worse than when John Cena like uh, went after The Rock and called him out for having something written on his arm. Right. And The Rock just couldn't talk after that. Right. I was like, damn. That was, it was bad. It oh, was bad. No. Uh, next, this is where I did tune back in. Jinder Mahal, Alicia Falk versus Paula Cruz and Ember Moon. Uh, Jinder Mahal came out and basically started talking shit to the crowd. I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Bless you. Oh, there's snot all over my hand. It's disgusting. That's gross. Uh, Jinder Mahal basically went in on the crowd, making fun of a few fans. It was really good. Jinder's really funny. Yeah, that was funny. And it felt more like, okay, he's starting to relax a little bit and have just a little bit more fun in this character. Yeah. But I, I don't, I miss him just being like Jinder Mahal, like, the pride of India, like I want that back because that was a lot more, f- a lot more fun to watch. This was just like a comedic villain rather than a serious villain. Well, I loved it, and then uh, I love Alicia Fox. To me, Alicia Fox is, to me, Alicia Fox is a lot like a Batman female villain. I feel that, yeah, and I love it. I just love her, her, her quirks and her, her craziness and her. It's just to me, she's just she's just it's her heel character is very endearing to me, just because it, it's crazy but exaggerated, but not like 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 crazy crazy like I'm gonna eat you like crazy crazy I might kill you in your sleep and then cry at your funeral. 
That's fair. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, and Apollo <laughs> Crews and Ember Moon, to me, they make a really good combo as a tag team. Yeah, they do. And I, I like this. I yeah. like this energy. It was it was a really good match. Really fun. A lot of fun. Um, of course, uh, the faces go over. Uh, Nasty Eclipse. I love how Alicia Fox takes that finisher. Um, and uh, so Apollo Crews and Ember Moon pick up the win. Good times. Good match. Um, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so we next we get the debut moment of Bliss. Um, let's see here. And I'm curious to see if Alexa Bliss is done as a character or what are we doing here with her? That's what I wanted to know. Like, I was really just like, okay, are they just like keeping her safe for a little while longer? Are they, is she just gonna, are they not going to say anything and just all of a sudden reintroduce her at the, uh, Royal Rumble? Like, that's all fine and dandy. I'd like to see that. But just, I don't know. I need to, time will tell because it's been months. Well, I'm and gonna I'm play. Kinda get nervous. I'm gonna play this little video of her. Rhonda, and then we'll talk about it after. Tell us about your exceptional year and what's next for you. Well, um, this year has been extraordinary. It really has. But um, as the Raw Women's Champion, I really want to look forward and not back. And well, I want to be a champion. You guys can all be proud of. And in order to do that. I need to chase after my limits with a vengeance. And there's one woman who's pushed everyone in that locker room to their absolute limit in that ring. I'm talking about someone with more athleticism in her little finger than Charlotte Flair has in her whole body. I'm talking about a woman with a more harrowing story with Becky Lynch. I'm talking about a woman that that puts my love for this business to shame because she is this business. I'm talking about the real Cinderella story, the real Rocky Balboa of the women's division. I'm talking about the unsung hero of Monday Night Raw, Sasha Banks. What? Sasha Banks? I thought you were talking about me. (laughs) And that was absolutely hilarious when she hit her out there talking about me. Like uh, that that was cute because yeah. at first I, I kind of thought that she might be talking about Natty. I thought so too, but I was like, but she just beat Natty. Yeah, but I thought that maybe it was just like one of those like uh, she deserves that uh, that next shot. Yeah, you know. But she's not wrong. I mean, you know, um, um, uh, Sasha Banks had a rough childhood, uh, single mom, brother with disability. She's basically been a fan since forever. I mean, Eddie Guerrero was a hero. I mean. True. Who in the hell like like Eddie's not many people's like Eddie Guerrero is my hero, you know. Uh, even though we love his his in-ring work and everything, but during that time period, you know, a lot of people say John Cena or Edge, you know, stuff like that, or like yeah. The Rock, you know, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, those were my people. And but her to hit us with the she loved Eddie. All right, so that oh. that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. But side note. Have you ever asked Alexa um, who the greatest wrestler in the world is? No. Dude, I was blown away. And I started an argument with her. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. She said, my opinion is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, 
Nah, son. <laughs> let's 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 have a discussion. Well, <laughs> I'm about to ask Siri tomorrow at work, and I'll ask Google as soon as I get off of this. Um, I know, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so out comes Nia Jax. She does. Oh God, I'm just so tired of of Nia Jax. Um. So we end up getting a match between Sasha Banks and Nia Jax, number contender, to see who's gonna face Ronda Rousey at Threat Rumble. See, Nia was asking, I I deserve a rematch. I should get a rematch. Yeah, and that was kind of corny. But then when Sasha Banks came out and was like, um, I'd love to take it. And then Nia was like, um, the line starts behind me. And she was like, bitch, what line? I was like, damn. Yep. That's the promo that Braun Strowman needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then when she sat down, she was like, I'm not a bitch. I'm the bitch, but I'm not a bitch. I was like, oh, I kind of like that spice. I like it because it's really just like um it seems like, authentic. It's authentic. It's like like black girl magic kind of thing. Like yeah. it was really funny and I was like, I like that. Like she needs to be a little bit more sassy when she goes out there. Like I I like it. Instead of just trying to be a like that lighthearted bad guy. I didn't like it. Yeah. Be, yeah, she needs to be more like like more America's fun. next top model caddy. Yeah, like caddy. There you go. But yeah, because even though she is big, and when she would scream, like I liked it because it caught my attention. You're the only but person. I, I like it, but I also like the caddy, a little bit more cat behind it. I like it. Um, yeah, so they ended up having the match. Oh, God. Poor Sasha Banks. Uh, she, t- mm. she basically got dropped from the top rope onto the top rope with her face. Um, I don't know if she's supposed to try to get hung up on it or what, but man, she hit face first on that rope. It looked brutal. It did, and then she just went straight down, like no bounce, just straight thud. down. Just a thud. Um, she, and then she ended up uh, hitting a, a Hurricane Rana on Nia Jax on the apron, but Sasha ended up taking the majority of the, of the pounding because she mm. ended up hitting the outside floor, and Nia Jax just kind of like fell face first on the apron. Uh, somebody um, tweeted after they announced the match or or before they announced the match and said, no, Sasha, you're done. Like, you need to move along. And then when she did that, I was like, nah, she just proved to everybody why she's still one of the best. Yeah, um, she's been she's been hurt. And so I think they might be she hasn't been probably on TV enough to, like, you know, let her go ahead and recover because she's crazy. True. But now um I want to see more of that. Like, I, I miss the Sasha and Charlotte, you know, like, really tearing down the house. Um, now we're getting Becky that's doing the same thing. Um, I miss... Now we just need Bailey. We need Bailey to show up. Bailey needs to show up and be how she was in NXT. Yeah. Uh, so she does, like, this, like, leaping over. Like, she's gonna, like, land on Nia Jax of the top rope. Um, she ends up landing like in the perfect position for the bank statement. Kicks up the t- up the metal rope, hit, uh, locks in the bank statement, and Sasha Banks is the number one contender. I'm not mad at it, not at all. Uh, Boss count anywhere match Intercontinental Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose. Uh, they pretty much brawled all over the arena. Everywhere. Yeah, uh, I love when Dean Ambrose basically like threw that ladder on top of uh, Seth Rollins. Oh man, it was so good. Um, so they end up back in the ring. Out comes Bobby Lashley, attacks Seth Rollins, pretty much destroys him. Dean Ambrose crawls over, covers him. One, two, three. Dean Ambrose attains his title. I, I I didn't see that happening, 
but I like it. Uh, Bobby Lashley sets up a table, power bombs uh, Seth Rollins through it, and basically it looks like Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley got some unfinished business. This was good. Like it's good because it's going forward with uh, it's going forward with something that we're really looking forward to, yeah. like him away from a title. But also giving life to Bobby Lashley, like yeah. I, I like this a lot. Oh, and Bobby Lashley looked look angry, dude. It, it, he looked like yeah. he had some life shot into him. Yeah. Um. So SmackDown, I missed the first ten minutes, so I missed all the good Daniel Bryan stuff. Oh, that was good when he was going after people and talking about consumerism and their living habits and their eating habits and how they should change and they're going to stay the way that they are because they've been programmed with the food that they're eating and like uh, using that as like a segue for uh, AJ Styles. Uh, like it, it was it was incredible. Like so good. Like, he's such a great heel. I forgot how good of a heel he is. Like, he was an annoying heel when he was a world champion. But now he's just, like, a very smart, angry, calculated. And it's something to believe in because that's how he lives his life. Right. That is true. Um, so I did tune in right into the beginning of the Archer daniel Bryan match. Uh, good quality match. And, again, like, we, we spoke, if you listen to our uh, recap, that R-Truth was one of our unsung heroes of 2018. He is. Yeah. He really killed it last year. But Man. this, woof. Yeah, he came out hot. He put it on Daniel Bryan. It was a really good match. But Daniel Bryan, of course, ends up hitting the flying knee. One, two, three. Daniel Bryan uh, beats our truth. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was kind of obvious that he wasn't going to win. But if our truth would have won, it would have. It wouldn't have hurt Daniel Bryan. It would have helped our truth. Um. It would have made Daniel Bryan more of like a, a not like a paranoid kind of champion. Like, True. well, that doesn't matter, right. you know. And he can still go on and and talk his talk. And AJ Styles still could have uh, came out and beat him up. You know, our truth would have went in to Royal Rumble with some with some moxie. I would have loved it. All right, yeah, um, dude. This might also oh, AJ Styles comes out uh, comes out attacks Daniel Bryan, beats his ass. Um, and then Daniel Bryan gets away. Nah. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali versus Andreas and Almas and Samoa Joe. Oh, God. Zelina Vega. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me you saw that picture. Yeah. Uh, do you think she had to convince Cien Almas to dress up as uh, um, the dude <clears throat> Team, Rocket. Team Rocket? Yes. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> James. <laughs> oh my God! If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, please go to Zelina Vega's uh, Instagram and look at the vi- uh, the picture of them dressed up as Team Rocket. It's so good. It's 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 literally life right now. Like the only thing missing would be the dyed hair. Yeah. That's it. But it was so good. Uh, That's Ray my Mist- daughter. Uh, yeah, I could hear it. <laughs> Ray Mysterio, Mustafa <laughs> Lee. Okay, so the match was really good. A lot of back and forth. Zelina Vega gets involved, of course. Um, but man, like they all have really good England chemistry together. They really do. This was a lot of fun. This was like a really good, good match between four guys that have exceptional skills in the ring. And again, another week of Mustafa Ali just really earning his spot on SmackDown. I love it. This was the best and perfect place for him. 
Dude, and and so this what Mustafa Ali's doing should be should be everyone in the back who isn't getting on TV or gets a little bit of time on TV should take notice and say when given opportunity, you don't grab the ring, you snatch that motherfucker. You really do. Snatch the hell out of it. Yeah. Because Mustafa is doing it. John Cena did it, Mustafa Lee's doing it, Daniel Bryan's done it, CM Kevin Punk's Owens done it, done it. KO's CM Punk. Yup. Oh my gosh. You you got to just snatch that ring and make it yours. Mustafa Ali is gonna be a great heel. Yeah. Um and a great champion. Like if you uh, put a suit on him, put the belt on him, align him with like Triple H or Vince and have it be this is Vince's guy, it's like perfect. This is just fantastic. He's so good. Um so one cool spot uh, was when um basically Rey Mysterio and Cien they they grab each other's hands like he goes to Cien is going to go to throw um, Rey Mysterio with one of those uh, Lucha Libre like leg press throws. Uh-huh. Uh, Rey uh, counters it, ends up hitting like this Canadian um, driver on him. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, whoa. WWE is okay with that. That's what I said. I was like, but wow, that lucha style. It's I, so I good. Was blown away. Yeah. That was so amazing. That was amazing. I had to rewind that five times. Because I had to look to see if Andrade hit his head. Yeah, oh yeah, I did too. And then he's like, "Oh no, this man knows how to place his forearms correctly." Yeah, because that was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Sin- so uh, Almas is uh, hung up on the middle rope. Um, Ali launches over him onto Joe, taking the both out. Uh, Ray goes for the six one nine. Cien reverses it, catches the legs, drags his ass back into the ring. Hammerlock DDT. Cien picks up a good quality win for him and Joe. He does, and none of these, none of these wins are meaningless. None of these matches are meaningless. They're all heading towards uh, uh, Royal Rumble, which is like the time where we're really are paying attention to you. So then you can get that spot on at WrestleMania. Right. You know, right. um, like all of these guys are really trying to fight for a spot um, on the card, not just in the, uh, not just in the uh, the Battle Royal. Like some of these guys might be in the battle royal. Like oh, that's yeah, a given. Of course they are. Yeah. But I mean, this looks good. If Mustafa Ali is in the battle royal, I hope he wins. I don't think it's gonna happen. I would love it to happen, but I don't think. It's I would happen. love it to happen. All right, so your final four. You're too early to predict final four. Oh, way too early. But yeah. uh, for that battle royal, I'm gonna go with uh, Mustafa, Andrade. Uh, EC3 and Lars Sullivan. And you're picking way too early prediction Mustafa Ali to pick up the win. Yeah, that's my hope. Yeah. Uh, um, I will go with. I will go with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I will go with Sien. I will go with Jonathan Cena. Jonathan. And then I will go with Samoa Joe. Okay. Those are my final four. And then I would pick uh, Seth Rollins to win it all. That'd be fun. Safe money. Safe money. The safe money. I don't think he'll actually be in it, but that'd be funny if he was. So so say what you will about Charlotte Flair and her backstage promo and Becky Lynch's, because Becky Lynch is always good. Charlotte came out a little weak. But to me, out of the three, Carmella stole the moment. 
Um, she was the first one up with the backstage segment, basically saying, everybody, um, Charlotte, second generation, she's supposed to be, you know, the next superstar. Becky Lynch is hot fires and that. But let's not forget, I beat Charlotte. I beat Asuka. I beat Becky. Um, I won money in the bank. Um, she talks about all this other stuff. Like, she basically, all she ever needed is an opportunity. And she's going to basically do her thing. I felt it from Carmella. Uh, like, this was the better of the three, like you said. Yeah. I, I, I felt it. I loved it. There's a lot of passion in the in these. Was, I love it. Yeah. Uh, she, to me, Mella is... is her ring skills are could, are could be improved, and she's admitted herself. But on the mic, it's her... Well, it's Becky Lynch now, because Becky Lynch is a shit. Alexa Bliss, and then her. Well, Carmella did learn from the best. I hate to say it, but he was really good. Enzo Amore. Yeah. He was really good. I mean, his rap skills are terrible. By the way, I heard his new song. I like the message. Just hate the bars. Like, I hate how it's structured. Mm. Well, he's not a real MC. But like Stone Cold said, never stop talking, kid. True. Never shut your mouth. Um, we get the Usos with the backstage uh, little promo themselves down in the in the boiler room, and those jackets are fly. I want a Uso jacket. I want one hell of bad. Those dudes got some incredible street fashion. <laughs> San Francisco boys. Yes, sir. Uh, next, Rusev is out. He cuts a promo, basically saying that Shinsuke Nakamura is a monster, all this other stuff, and then Shinsuke is hanging out at the. In the editing uh, trailer, he's like, let me go ahead and show you the video of what happened. And you know what? Lana's the reason why she got hurt. Yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Hey, we're, we're back to uh, bad guys making good points. Uh, have they failed lately? Nope. Uh, so, Nakamura and Rusev brawl. Uh, Jamie Noble and uh, Adam Pierce um, check on Rusev because Nakamura kicks his ass. True that. And I'm not mad at I'm not mad at uh, this this feud going on. Like I thought it was gonna fall a little flat, and I was getting a little like, eh, but I like it. I'm I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, next look at the barbers, the Usos. Uh, really good, high quality match. The main story of this is um, at the end, Mandy Rose comes out covered in a towel. Um, she distracts Jay or Jimmy or whatever. Which one of the Usos it is that's mentioning on me? He's like baffled, like what the fuck. And she's basically like, um, have you seen my little golden top and my little golden shorts that I left in the hotel room? And he's just like, what are you talking about? Um, hey, get happened. out of here. Right? He's <laughs> like, I'm busy. I'm married. Girl, bye. He's, he's a good dude. He's uh, a good dude. Uh, I wouldn't bar- know if I can just turn that down. Uh, um, we know Corey Grayster can't. No. No, he can't. <laughs> the bar took advantage. Uh, they pick up the win. After the match, uh, The Miz comes down and basically challenges the bar uh, to a tag match for the titles. I'm with it. I really am. Like, this is going to be a lot of fun. I I don't see how this can go any wrong. I think this is going to be so good. (laughs) Well, shit's going to go wrong, but that's why it's going to be really good. Exactly. Um, That's that's what I feel. Naomi basically... So, Mandy Rose is back there saying DeVille. She has her, her ring gear on. She's talking shit. Uh, Naomi attacks her, starts brawling, takes them both out, but they end up getting the numbers. Um, 
Uso comes and picks her off the ground, backs them off, and and basically that's that's where we're at right now. I wonder who's going to be Naomi's backup. Um, it was Oscar. Now she's all alone. Yep. So I don't know, but this is going to be fun. Mm, I'm I'm curious too. Do you think that someone's going to be called up? Ooh. Yeah, but I don't know who. Well, no, I don't think so. I think they're just going to handle this a little differently. Probably one of the other girls, um, maybe Lana, is going to come and help her. Mm, Lana's busy. Lana is a little busy, but I still see it. Oh, I just got the picture you sent, sir. Mm. You like it? I do. Yeah. I'm going to see about getting it made. And we got to wear those to indie shows. Hell yeah. Um, so Daniel Bryan's walking out of the building with his mustard stained shirt. Um, he's just very angry. Just, I'm telling you, I love it. I love it. Cause he's basically, he basically just proclaimed that he was going to be the champion forever and he did it in a, a vicious and savage way. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, triple threat match, number contender, Becky, Carmella, Charlotte, uh, solid match. Uh, Becky ends up picking up the win. Solid. I mean, we knew it was coming, so right. yeah. I mean, she but, deserved uh, it. She deserved it, but this match was actually really good, and I was really a fan of it. Um, Carmella was holding her own against two giants, and in a in a placement in there just to protect uh, Charlotte, right? So that Charlotte wouldn't eat the pin and look weak, right? I, I get it, but um, Charlotte. Uh, Carmella held her own in that match. And standing in there with Giants, you noticed her. Yeah. So let's give it up to Charlotte. Hey, no, uh, Carmella. Carmella. Carmella, to me, again, I think Carmella was probably the most underrated uh, female superstar of 2018. Yeah, we didn't even uh, mention that in our top five. Yeah. But, yeah, she was definitely the most underrated female. Even though she held a title for uh, longer than anyone else on, that, on the... The roster that year. Roster, yeah. Um, so after the match, Oscar comes out, gets in Becky's face, and ooh, this is going to be a good slobber knocker. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun match. And I can't wait till Ronda comes in and fucks it up. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, sooner or later. Uh-huh. Uh, 205 Live is up next. Uh, solid show. I mean, I don't know. The fact that they lost um, the heart and soul of 205 Live, Mustafa Ali, um, they need, they're apparently going to be interjecting some, calling up some uh, cruiserweights. Question is who? Who? Because NXT doesn't really have a lot of cruiserweights. No, it doesn't. Um, it, it, no, it, except for uh, Gargano and Ciampa, but they're, I think they've gotten way too big. Yeah. They've gotten way too big. And the only thing that they can do to try to put in more uh, cruiserweights is bring another cruiserweight classic. That's it. But if they do that, then they're going to introduce more uh, cruiserweights. I'm thinking only Lurkin and uh, and uh, Birch. I think Birch might go back to NXT UK. And only Lurkin would probably come up. But he doesn't have a mouthpiece, like as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. 
Uh, first match of the night was Nomdar versus Tony Nese. Solid match. I mean, they were super technical. Um, Nomdar ends up winning, but the roll up. Noam. I love that dude. Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Maria, Mike Canales, they come in, they burst into the, uh, the locker or the backstage area, basically get into Drake Maverick's face saying, you know what? It's been five weeks that my husband hasn't been on TV. It's been, we've been five weeks away from our kid. I know you're calling up more people, but they better, they better earn it. And I was True like, that. bad guys making good points. That guy's making good points. But I, I'm excited to see who's going to come up and what's going to happen next. Um, but the Canellas says, I don't know. I feel like it's a waste of space for them right now. Like To be down on uh, 205 Live? Yeah. I feel like they're a little bit bigger than that. And I think – I just think they're a little bit bigger than that. I think Buddy Murphy is getting a little bigger than this. I think Cedric Alexander is a little bigger. But – I think we're transitioning to a 205 Live being kind of like of a stopping gate between NXT and the main roster for some guys. Yeah, that's what it's starting to look like. Yeah, for guys that might be a little too good for NXT, but not too good, and just need a little seasoning to be thrown onto a Raw or SmackDown. True. Very true. I dig it. Uh, number one contendership, the final qualifying match, Cedric Alexander versus Hideo Tommy. I-, I thought Hideo killed Cedric. For a second. Okay, so I'm not the only one. All right, the, cool. The Falcon Arrow from the apron to the floor. Oh, my God. And then you see Cedric Alexander make that face and, and roll towards the LED lights so no one can see his face. I think the yeah. man was crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was definitely crying. That was a lot. And that was so good. Uh, so, yeah, they really beat the shit out of each other. Uh, GTS, Hideo Tommy. Guess the win. He's in the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah. So this uh, is going to be kind of fun. So who's in the Fatal 4-Way? It's uh, Buddy Murphy, um, Hideo Itami, right. uh, Noam Dar, or not Noam Dar, uh, Hideo Itami. Uh, oh, snap. I forgot. Oh, but um, what's his name? Uh, Kalisto. Kalisto. Yeah, it's those... Oh, and um, uh, Akira Tozawa. Akira Tozawa, thank you. Yeah, it's um, like no Americans. I'm not Ooh. mad at that. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a really good match. It's going to be a crazy, crazy fast-paced match. Yeah. And I think Hideo might pick up the win. Yeah. Uh, Jumping to NXT. NXT kicks off with, um, let's see here. Uh, Johnny Organo comes out to the ring, basically um, interrupts... Um, or he comes up to the ring, basically talks about um, going after the uh, U.S. the North American NXT Championship. Um, what's his name? Um, Jesus. Ricochet. Ricochet comes out and uh, basically says, "Why you gotta have your boy call you call me out for you? You could have done it yourself." And I'm just like, "Yeah, good point." Tomas <laughs> uh, Shaba comes out, basically starts talking. Uh, Gargano tells him to shut up that that was a one-time deal. Uh, NXT was a one-time deal. Al- uh, Alistair Black comes out. Uh, basically, lights go out. He attacks uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Ricochet, and Gargano Brawl. And basically, they're kind of setting up a tag team match for the future. Oh, yeah. DIY is definitely getting back together. Uh, yeah, right? Um, it's interesting. But I, 
I kind of hope that because if they stay in NXT any longer, like past, I don't know, past everything, it would be dope if they held the the NXT championship and the North American and the tag teams. Like that would be dope. Even though I but, want, I, that would be dope. Even though I kind of want an undisputed era to uh, to do that. Yeah, I do too. But I'm think, really hoping for that. I think I think your prediction actually might be true. Yeah, I think that might be a thing that that would happen. But I also see a turn where Johnny Gargano did this all, all on purpose just so he can get inside the head of Ciampa and take him out for Takeover Weekend uh, WrestleMania. What if Gargano turns his back on Ciampa after they lose the titles after a hell a hellacious match? Oh yeah. And we come full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Part the uh, Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross, solid match, really good. Bianca Belair um, is starting to get better in the ring. Starting to get better to you. <laughs> She's learning holds, man. You got to learn some holds. Uh, she ends up picking up the win over Nikki Cross because this is undefeated. This is Nikki Cross's going away match. She's coming up to the main roster. Question is, where does the well, she's gonna have. She has to be on SmackDown, right? She has to be on SmackDown, definitely. Uh, the Streets Profits had a hell of a, a big net. They're dope, man. People stop sleeping on them. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm huge on uh, Montez Ford. Yeah. Um, but this was really good. I thought this is um, uh, what's his name? Uh, D'Angelo Dawkins um, came off to me, showed more of his personality than he's ever has before. Uh, yeah, he did, and I love it. It was really good, right? Like, he was, like, super energetic, and he was, like, talking a lot more, just dropping some gems. One thing I was distracted by, he had, like, this little white stuff on, on his uh, corner of his lip. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of distracting, but it was really good. Uh, he had this, this confidence that I was like, okay, this is what we need from him. I think he's finally starting to get it. He's getting it, and uh, he's he going to get there. He also looked like he lost about 15 to 20 pounds. He did lose some weight. He's looking trim, and that's good. That's the one thing that, that uh, you know, I said that he should do is lose a little weight, put on some muscle, because he is a thick dude. He is, he, but, I mean, he uses that muscle well. Yeah. Um, he rem- his body type is very DeMarcus Cousins-esque. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Very bulldozer-ish. Like, I want to see that dude just, like, jacked, and to me – and with that, and then the, what he just showed on uh, the the vignette that he did, they did um, to me, um, it was something that I was like, okay, I can see them both having a really successful tag career, and then branching off and being top mid top guys with Montez Ford being the 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 main eventer of the two. It's gonna be good. Yeah, uh, Fabian Eckner and uh, Marcel Barthel versus Hector Kuzman and Stanley Watts. Uh, Fabian Eckner and Marcel Bartel are um, known as the European Union, um, with Marcel Bartel being looking like a Hitler youth. <laughs> Just the way he looks, and you're like, oh, wow, yes. this guy is bad guy. guy for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, definitely. He is not a good guy. Not at all. Um, so the the droppers got some offense in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it led to a powerbomb slash German suplex combo finisher that is devastating looking and not pretty. Mm-mm. But I love it. I love those powerful, like, what-the-hell kind of finishers from a tag team. Like, the 3D, nothing will beat the 3D. But all. that was good. Uh, main event of the night. Uh, oh, no, not yet. 
uh, EC3 versus um, Adam Cole. That match was really good. That was really good. And that was the main event. Yeah, that was the main event. Or Wait, no, wait. What was the main event? Oh, yeah, EC3 versus uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, that was the main event. Yeah. So, um, they basically... So, of course, uh, Undisputed Era gets involved. Um, and EC3 ends up eating the pin. Uh, after the match, they jump on him, start ganging up on him. Outcome War Raiders come in and start kicking Undisputed Era's ass. Uh, they end up standing tall at the end. But did you see Bobby Fish's uh, cut eyebrow? Yeah. Oof. The man is a beast. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's it's an interesting feud because it's two on four. It's very interesting, but I think it's more of like the focus of uh, just like. Even though you know that the other two are probably going to get involved, it's still an even score. True, because there's some big boys. <clears throat> yeah, the big boys, but they're good. Uh, let's jump into some news here. Uh, hashtag FTR. The Revival have officially um, filed a trademark. Really? Yes. Hashtag FTR. The Revival filed a trademark on it. They were wearing hashtag FTR on their trunks. A.K.A. Fuck the Revival, A.K.A. Forever the Revival, A.K.A. Fix the Revival. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Mm. It is cool. Um, let's see here. A fan got kicked out for wearing an AEW shirt at Tuesday night's show. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to jump right into that because that that's that's some crap. The, the, they are really threatened. Like, as much as you'd want to just look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, it's their show. They can do whatever. They're threatened. I don't think they're threatened. I think WWE is just kind of petty. N- petty? Yes, definitely. Vince but is very petty. It's very telling of the fear that they have because if they were to put them on the show or if they were to be at all scan through you see an AEW shirt then it's like oh that's on our that's on our TV people are going to put that out there and you know they're trying to control that a little bit and also they're they are upset this is petty that was more like we're going to protect our brand and not and make sure that they we don't show any of that there's a little fear there but what they did to Chris Jericho was just a little bit more of a pettiness where they took him off of the opening sequence. Yeah. And yeah. And they put in Cesaro instead. Like, come on, son. You, um, are you that mad about Chris Jericho going to AEW? No, I mean, he's, he's officially gone from the company. So, you know, still, I mean, when he went to new Japan, Vince McMahon got that call and said, I love it. Do it. That'll be fun. And now this happens. Yeah. Cause you know, AEW is an American company and that's all it really is. Exactly. That's petty. Um, Piper Niven is going to be joining the uh, NXT or the WWE roster pretty soon. Uh, down hey, NXT. I like her too. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be in uh, the UK or she's coming to uh, Florida. Um, maybe UK. Mm. Uh, I, I'm reported, uh, reported that um, a bunch of a few WWE talent are interested in joining AEW once their contracts are over. Hey, 
Uh, what else? Ooh, give me some names. Give me some names. Who do you think? Oh, uh, well, Ty Dillinger for one, because this dude posted a, a thank you, goodbye type post on Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he's going to AEW? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Give me one more. That I think will be doing it? Yeah. Cesaro. Oh. I'll tell you right now. Mm. The second Cesaro's contract runs out, his ass is going to AEW. Mm. Okay. Okay. Ooh, what about you? Uh, definitely I was going to go with Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. And uh, let's add some fun to this one. Uh, someone leaving the review. Ah. Yeah, I'll just keep going with Zack Ryder. I, I can see Mojo. I don't think so. I think Mojo's going to stay a little bit longer. You think so? Yeah, I think. Uh, but if he did leave, that'd be huge. And it'd be huge because he has um, a best friend that everybody in the world knows. So that would be huge. True. Because then you can bring him over to AEW and more people will want to watch. Like, that, you're just getting more reasons to watch AEW. Like, they have leverage. I, <laughs> they have so much leverage. It's a new company. Everybody is already hype on it. People are going to watch this first pay-per-view. People are going to watch the first, like, six months of the show to make sure that it not only gets up off the ground, but to see how they're doing it and what they're doing it. And people are tuning in on Twitter just to see who they sign. And now that they do have Pac or Neville, like, this is huge. Well, they're... They have leverage. Well, thank you for ruining the next bit of news because now we're oh, sorry. Going. So the AW, the AEW uh, rally took place at the Jacksonville um, uh, parking lot on Tuesday right before SmackDown. Um, they basically announced uh, the 13 names that they signed. Mm-hmm. And Pac, Pac, a.k.a. Neville, was one of them. I was blown away. Yeah. I, when I texted you and I found out that news, I was like, wow, really? I was like, wow, that's insane. Like, I didn't get to watch it because I was at work. So then when I watched uh, watched it, the, the rebroadcast on Twitter Live, I, w- I was like, yes, this is good. And I like that they're shaping Hangman Page into, like, being, the, being that guy already. I really like it. Um, Chris Jericho coming in, making it just a little bit more sauce with his veteran status and how good he is. Right. Um, like Joey Janela is always entertaining. <clears throat> uh, Scorpio Sky, uh, Takahiro, uh, Yamamura. Like that's going to be, this is good. This is shaping up to be a really, really good show. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt or whatever, one of the young bucks announced that they've uh, partnered with the promotion out in China. It's basically Kung Fu meets Circus Olay and all this other stuff. Lucha Libre. So curious to that. I got to look it up. I think it's called OEW. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically, so Joe Janela, MJF, um, um, Britt Baker was the first female talent, wrestling talent they, they signed. Um, who else did they, they announced, I think there's like 13 names that got announced. Yeah. And uh, Penelope Ford. True. Uh, yes. Yeah. Billy Gunn is going to be a producer. Um, BJ uh, Whitmer. He's going to be another producer. Uh, Dana Massey, she's, um, or he is in charge of uh, head of merchandise. And Jeff Jones is another producer. Yeah, so This is looking good. Yeah, they got, they got guys um, that are basically have had 
long careers in wrestling that know what they're doing and have been backstage agents and they know the ins and outs of it. Um, so that they're, they're basically taking guys that work for WWE that are no longer there um, that know how to work, put together a show. True. And they're having their first show, um, Double or Nothing, at the uh, MGM Grand Garden um, Arena. And that holds 17,000 people. Um, that and that's numbers for um, boxing. Yeah. So it's going to be more to like thirteen. Um, Still, they're, they're going to have to create a stage. Still, this is going to be like really, really good. Yeah. Um, if they were, if they're able to sell this out, I would be shaking in my boots if I was WWE. No. Yes, because. No. They're they're obviously not going to have like a, a pay per view at the same time, right? Um, and they're not going to have like a pay per view in the same like like week span or something like that. You know what I mean? Like or in the same city, um, if it ever came down to that. But uh, WWE will do everything they can to block them from certain things or certain places if they're in the same area running like one of the big four. Um, they tried to do it to ROH. Yeah, so, they're they're gonna do it. Here's why feel, W. Oh, go ahead, finish your thought. I I feel that uh, WWE is gonna be shaken if they end up having not just one but two successful sold out like arenas. Like that that's interesting. That sounds good to other promoters who want to bring that product over here somewhere. Like that looks good. So okay. I I'd be shaken just a little bit. So so here why here why W doesn't care. Mm-hmm. What has Vince always said? What business is Vince in? Mm, sports entertainment business. Yeah. What are the What are the young bucks business in? What is wrestling? Wrestling. So, and here's the other thing: they do not have a TV deal secured. Any TV True. deal they they get secured will not be anywhere near what WWE gets paid for for their shows. Two, uh, three. Um, they're doing a show. They're, we don't know if they're going to be doing a weekly televised show. We don't know if they're going to be doing a monthly. We don't know if it's going to be, you know, six events. I think they have four planned out. Um, yeah. Double or nothing, all in, sold out, all in two, sold out, or selling out, some shit like that. They got four planned for sure for this for the year, right? So Tony Khan's going to be operating at a loss. He's already invested $100 million in. He's got to pay his talent money, top money to get signed. Any big names he does bring in are going to require a lot of money. He may be a billionaire, but he ain't stupid. This isn't unlimited funds. This is, I'm giving you $100 million. That's the money you guys are going to get. They got to they gotta fuck over money for TV production, TV producers. Not just backstage producers, but someone who could produce TV, all this other stuff. Uh, editing, marketing. Like, yes, what they're going to do... But what they're doing now is they're hurting AEW, it's hurting ROH and New Japan, they're hurting MLW, they're hurting smaller independent uh, companies that are fighting for that second place spot that Impact currently holds. I still can't believe they hold that, but continue. And Or no, actually, it's ROH, because I'm going to pull up some numbers right now. Um, basically, as a number two American promotion, ROH is number two. Okay. Then it's New Japan, then it's Impact, and then it's MLW. Um, that's just how it is. 
And MLW, to me, before AEW got um, announced, um, MLW, to me, was, was poised to start moving west because they're primarily down in the, the northeast and um, southeast, and so in Florida and in New York area. And they, to me, had the best um, TV production. So their TV production was light years better than ROH. Um, and it was more digestible to a more casual audience than what New Japan is. Because New Japan is a lot to take in if you're a casual fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so until AEW got announced, to me, I thought it was it was WWE. Um, and... Two and three were going to end up being impact going into 2019 with New Japan falling off. But now that AEW is around, I don't think we can even count them as a number two promotion because they're only going to be running four shows a year. Okay. And MLW ran eight. ROH ran seven. No, ROH ran 15, I think. Um, Something like that. Or was it 12? They were running one once a month, basically a big show. Um so to to me like now that dust is settling, the talent that's getting signed, ROH is gonna take the biggest punch to the stomach, um, and then MLW and then everyone else is gonna fall in line, um, and also New Japan has said that they're gonna work with, continue working with ROH, um, in terms of sending talent and working with them in terms of in the U.S. So that working relationship is still a thing that's that's a good thing actually that's a really good thing so i'm looking forward to seeing how this year is actually going to play out but um as of yesterday um aew has reported just a rumor that they have two television deals and one of them is time warner um so probably i don't know see i don't know if they would be on on tnt so time warner Uh, what does time warner have time warner has tnt uh tbs (laughs) Uh, WGN, um, they 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 got a whole bunch of networks, but it's, do. where do they end up on? I think AMC is the Turner um, channel. Uh, well, Time Warner, they have. Uh, damn, I didn't know they had HBO, but uh, <laughs> that's new. Um, yeah, they have a lot. So if if they went to TNT, that would be interesting. Um. They wouldn't be able to go to TBS because that means uh, on a Tuesday night they'd be taking over um, what's his name with the big hair, um, Conan. They would have to take that spot from him, um, and that's going to be hard. A two-hour show. A, a great lead-in because Conan's actually a wrestling fan himself. Oh, that's true. You know what? That would be pretty good. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But if it goes TNT. Um, and apparently it's a very nice and lucrative deal. So it's looking like, um, something could happen, you know, uh, it could, or, or true TV. Yeah, like there's, there's so much that could happen under the, the Turner, um, the Turner company. Just cause so. when you say true TV, all I could think of is impractical jokers and, and you know, me um, too. Adam ruins everything. Those are the only two shows I watch on that show, on that channel. Exactly. I believe that might be the only two shows on that channel. Those, <laughs> For real. It's either those two on or fucking infomercials. Or infomercials, yeah. Um, Samoa Joe launches a YouTube channel under his real name, uh, Nufola uh, Senoa. I, I think. I think that's how you say it. But it, basically, he has a video up there. I'm going to check that out after we get off. Um, 
Billy uh, Superstar Billy Graham is in the hospital at the moment. Mm. So he's battling uh, pneumonia. So stay strong, man. Um, Titus yeah. O'Neil was honored in Ebony Power 100. Oh, man. We love our chocolate, man. And Titus O'Neil, he had that really great TED Talk. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? I did. How was it? It was really good. It was really good? Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Dude, so him, he had one. Um, Eric Bischoff had one. DDP was on there. I want to say there might have been a fourth pro wrestler that had a TED Talk. Not sure. Um, I can't remember who it was. Mark Marrow had one. Really? Yeah, his was really, like, sad. Now he goes to, like, schools and stuff and talks about, like, things that happened in his life and how his mom was, like, his hero and stuff. Like, it, it was really sad. Like, it was a little too sad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a few guys. I, I think there was another person. I can't remember. I'll, I'll probably check it up later. Uh, Chase Owens re-signs with New Japan. Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, so, let's see here. And I was wrong. New Japan is actually America's second biggest touring promotion. But that's because they did three. They did four shows, and each one had a, a minimum of 13,000. Oh. Oh, they cheated system, but it's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's see here. Kushida is leaving New Japan. Definitely. Who do you think is going to be his last match? Um, no idea. Marty Scroll. That'd be nice. Junior division. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. Who do you think I'd love be? to see that. Actually, that's that's going to be my pick. I like it. That's uh, actually a good fight. Because their contracts run out, run out at the exact same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Batista's starring in another major franchise. Uh, basically, it's going to be called uh, Dunn. And it's Dune. Dune? It's, it's Dune. I've read those books when I was a child. I have the DVDs from Back in the Gap. It is such a good story. What is it about? I, uh, you have to watch it, dude. Like, you just have to watch it. My mom made me watch it, but it's about like um, uh, other world uh, kind of thing. Uh, gosh, I got to get it in my head. Like, what the hell is this book about? It's uh, based off of like a, an old book by some dude. I forgot his name. Frank something. Um, but it's like a, a futuristic kind of thing. Um, they're on a desert planet. Uh, there's these worms. Uh, there's it, It's dope. It is dope. You have right. to see it. Um. So, did you see Priscilla Kelly and what she did at an indie show? Yes. Priscilla Kelly, if you don't remember, she is in the May Young Classic. She is that gorgeous girl. Well, at an indie show, um, was it in Texas? I think it was Texas. Um, I don't know where it was at. Anyways, she one of the girls she's wrestling. Her name is Tuna. Never heard of her before. Priscilla mm. Kelly. Reaches down into her little, um, uh, let's say, let's go very medical here. She reaches into her vagina, pulls out what looks to be or appears to be a used tampon, and proceeds to insert tampon into a woman named Tuna's mouth. We're not making this up, people. No. That happened. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, The wrestling community went crazy. Uh, I think the only one would never really like. The only one that kind of came into her defense was Joey Ryan. Uh, he basically said, "I would never censor anyone's artistic creativity to each their own." Um, they tell the the telltale signs will be if it connects to the audience, if it finds an audience that can really be considered wrong. 
or then it can it really be considered wrong if it doesn't then it'll die you can't stop change trying will only make you bitter i'm sorry but yes i'm gonna have a little problem with it but i do agree with what he said like if it it hit the mark because it was supposed to be gross right and we all thought it was gross so did it land yes did everybody feel a certain way about it? Yes. So did it land? Yeah. To me, but was it still disgusting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to me, so Tommy Dreamer and Hurricane probably stole the show. Uh, dear Priscilla Kelly from Tommy Dreamer. Dear Priscilla Kelly, I get it. It's Mr. Sacco, female cousin, Mystique Flow. Whatever Ooh. it takes to entertain you, my dear, are hardcore. Yeah, I'll take it. Like, I agree with that, but at the same time, it was really disgusting. And the only reason why I think that it was disgusting is because it's it it looked like it was actually used. So then my feeling on it is that's disgusting. It's just unsanitary. It is, but do I agree with her being able to do whatever she felt was necessary in order to come across to the audience as genuine? Yes. This is from the hurricane. I wonder if it was a first blood match. <laughs> He's the MVP. That was good. Uh, but no, okay. So here, here's my thing. It was dirty. Yes. It was gross. Yes. yes. It was. It was nasty. Yes. I saw David Arquette get stabbed in the neg with a broken fucking uh, uh, fluorescent tube. We see. Okay. See, that was an accident. We've seen, this was disgusting. We seen uh, was his uh, uh was his name Necro? Yeah. Fucking staple money to his forehead. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. And you know, New Jack did stab somebody nine times. New Jack tried to kill somebody. That's true. Uh, this, it, it was all a show. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I would, I personally would have laughed and be like, "That's fucking disgusting, but hilarious." Yeah, I would have felt a way, definitely. But am I going to stop her from ever doing that again? Uh, no. Would I let her do it to not me? Not at all. I would never let her do it's that not, to me. It's not how I plan on earning my red wings. I mean. But, like, the thing is, we have to really look at the situation and say we cannot just blame Priscilla because the other one was in on it. Oh, yeah. You, you... All right. In her defense, too, it was a tw- – like, in her – she said – it was a 21 and over crowd. Yeah. And this is what happens at these type of shows. I mean, it could happen at Hood Slam. It could. It won't. No, it won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, anything else you got, sir? Uh, actually, no. Um, oh, except the there was a rumor killer for uh, Kenny Omega uh, about possibly signing with the WWE. Um, oh, yeah, they threw everything they Yeah, they... Threw everything they had on him, but um, there was a rumor that they also added that he would have creative control over his character. But um, that's not true. Yeah, no, WD, Vince, they would never do that. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And CM Punk files a motion to dismiss the latest lawsuit from Colt Cabana. Oh, wow, you know. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah. Do you, do you think and... Kenny Omega signs with WWE? Um, as we're getting closer, yeah. You still think I, he's gonna I do. sign? 
I do. Um, I do. He has a. He's what thirty five. Yep. He doesn't have that much time. He. He has a lot that he can actually accomplish if he went to the WWE right now. Um, and John Cena is just there. Why not? I mean, they offered him three million dollars a year. Yeah, for three well, years. That's nine million dollars, man. We'll Guaranteed see how money. Like it's. I'm looking forward to it, and I want to see if he actually is. If he, if I don't see him at the Royal Rumble, then hey, we'll see. I mean, John Cena did post a picture of him what two years ago. Yep. Yep. So this might have been like something sneaky on in in the works for a while, but we'll see. We'll see. So, what do you think is AEW's biggest hurdle going to be? Um, landing the right TV deal and having. Actually, no. Just that landing the right TV deal, because any deal, any deal could be lucrative. But is it going to be uh, something that's going to actually help? Um, having the right, uh, being on the right channel, and having the right backing, having the just and the right night, it all is going to play a big big part and if they're able to get a little bit of freedom on a channel that um needs it there i think they'll win but i just i just hope that it goes to the right channel that is going to be the biggest hurdle that they have to to find the right tv deal other than that i think they're going to be fine and finding uh talent that is willing to take the chance and work with them. Mm. So, I think their biggest hurdle is going to be trying to land an audience that isn't the hardcore fan. That's going to be hard. Because wrestling is not a lucrative business anymore. Fair. Outside of the hardcore community. Yeah, that's fair. You know, this isn't Mexico. This isn't Japan. This isn't the UK. Where where wrestling is you know kind of center stage, WWE has created a market for people to grow, but they've also created a market where you can only grow so much, because you you may still one percent of the WWE audience, mm. but guess where that one percent audience is going to spend their money on? True, is they're going to spend it on the WWE market, and it's not just a short term investment. WWE has been grooming us since we were fucking three. That is hella true. We've they, been groomed. We've been groomed. And those hardcore fans that love WWE so much, they're the ones that are gonna, like, they're teaching their til- children exactly. about it. Yeah. Your, your daughter's gonna sit down and watch, you know, uh, Becky Lynch match with you, right? You oh, know? she has. And she hates Becky Lynch. <laughs> Uh, who's she like? Uh, Sasha Banks, which I really like. I really respect that. Right, right on. You know, she sees you know someone that that looks like her on TV. Exactly. That's what it is. That's cool. And so, like you know, your future kids, my future kids, you know, they're gonna watch indie wrestling too and Lucha Libre and shit like that. But what's gonna be on at Monday at six p.m.? Yeah. You know what? What, what time is whatever? What day SmackDown's gonna be on? That's what I'm gonna watch. You know. Takeovers, all this other stuff, so they're gonna watch. 
that's what it is you know it's like monday nights at 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 uh you know at 5 p.m eastern 8 p.m standard pacific time we know what's going to be on our tv yeah yeah and you can't say that for any other promotion since wcw went under and I, to me that's where where their the hurdle is going to be is going to be with finding an audience that isn't the ones that went to all in true yeah and that that's what that's and it's not just wrestling it's it's musicians it's comedians it's you know it's artists can you find an audience outside the ones that already know you yeah yeah and so that that's basically where aew is at and i think that they're going to realize that that's going to be the biggest challenge and a hundred million dollars can only get you so far because at some point that that uh checkbook's gonna close and you're gonna have to say well where's my investment where's my return on my investment that's that's fair yeah i mean it's happened to wcw it happened to impact wrestling and people are like well dixie card ran to the ground well she ran into the ground because she ran out of money mm-hmm. and you know she could only goes it it doesn't matter who you are jeff jarrett ran that company probably at its peak and definitely you need more money and if you can't generate that needed money then you're not going to be in existence and i think the cons are going to realize that that you may be in the wrestling business, but wrestling don't make long-term money. Okay. All right. Damn. Well, we'll see y'all. Oh, so if you haven't, please listen to our our last episode, the best of 2018. Um, next Monday, I will be posting a uh, uh, our CM Punk episode where we talk about CM Punk. Mm, and that was a really good. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you all later. Later. Where no one follows me I want love